on True Crime Fans. I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good week thus far. Today's case happened very recently, just a few miles from where Heath and I live. And we saw this come up as a citizen app notification just a few weeks ago, which we will discuss later. And we have been following it ever since. I mean, this story is so disturbing and unreal, and it's unfolding right before our eyes. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. Also, remember, if you guys want to see photos from this case and all the other cases that we've covered thus far on this show, head on over to our socials. We're on Instagram at Going West Podcast, Twitter at Going West Pod, and we're also on Facebook. We have a regular page and we have a discussion group where you can talk about the cases. Yeah, especially if you're in the LA area, it's important to look at the photos associated with today's case in case you know anything. So please go check that out. Again, thanks for tuning in and uh, let's dive into this one. All right, guys, this is episode 364 of Going West. So let's get into it. We've got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode, The Jordan Harbinger Show. A podcast you should definitely check out since you're a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The Jordan Harbinger Show covers such a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests. And there are a ton of episodes that you're going to find interesting. Jordan is super charismatic and well-voiced, so I loved listening to his recent episode with Susan Casey called Unraveling Mysteries in the Ocean's Darkest Depths. It was so creepy and interesting, and he goes across every category with other episodes like Romance Twister, My Mister Once Dated My Sister, or his monthly Skeptical Sunday episodes about controversial topics from crystal healing to cannabis to Ouija boards. There is something for everyone. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In November of 2023, partial human remains were found in a Los Angeles dumpster, which were quickly connected to the recent disappearance of a 37-year-old woman and her parents. Within the same day, an arrest was made, and hauntingly disturbing details from neighbors and friends were given to the media. This is the story of Meili Haskell and her parents, Yang Zhang Wang and Goshan Li. Meili 
Mei Li was born in China to her mother, Yang Xiang Wang, while information about her birth father isn't available. And she spent most of her life living there in China until she decided to make the move to the United States as a young adult. Unfortunately, shockingly little information is available about her upbringing and actually her entire life because the two people who could probably paint that image best are currently missing and presumed murdered as we will get into. And since May doesn't have any online presence at all, the only information about her that we have is from the mouths of her friends and her uncle. But still, there isn't very much. What we do know is that this year she turned 37, meaning she was born sometime in 1986. And back when she was in her 20s in the mid-2000s, she moved from China over to California as an international student to begin studying accounting at CSUN, also known as California State University Northridge, located in the Valley of Los Angeles. And because out-of-state, or out-of-country for that matter, students have to pay a lot more for state colleges than, you know, those who already are residents of the state, she did receive some help for tuition from her family so that she could make this dream of moving to the U.S. a reality. So in order to help her pay for this, her mother, Yang Zheng, and her stepfather, Gao Xin Li, sold their house in China. And off May went on what was supposed to be an exciting adventure abroad. But when May began her classes at CSUN, she met a young man just a couple years younger than her named Sam Haskell Jr., who was studying at CSUN. Within just a couple years, the two would welcome their first child together, and then they'd get married. And as the years passed, they would have two more children, making three boys total. Samuel Bond Haskell IV, also known as Sam Jr., was born on April 3, 1988, to Mary and Sam Haskell, alongside his sister Mary Lane Haskell. Now, his father, who's an Alabama-born man, moved to Los Angeles at the age of 23 in 1978 to pursue a career in entertainment, which is what a lot of people do, and this is exactly what he did. Now, he started working at William Morris Agency, the talent agency also known as WME, and became an agent for people like George Clooney and Whoopi Goldberg, before making his way to becoming a senior vice president for the company just 12 years later. And then nine years after this, becoming the worldwide head of television. So this man was on top. Now, during all of this, just a few years after moving to Los Angeles, he married his college sweetheart, Mary Donnelly, and together they had Sam and Mary Lane. And actually, Mary was crowned Miss Mississippi in 1977, and then years later, her husband, Sam, became the CEO of the Miss America organization. However, he resigned after a scandal that he was involved in was exposed from 2014 and 2015. So basically what happened is Sam Haskell Sr. was accused of slut-shaming, fat-shaming, and name-calling numerous former Miss America contestants after a bunch of email exchanges were released between him and some board members as well as a pageant writer. So, yikes. After this, Sam Haskell Sr. has also produced, you know, numerous projects for Netflix, including some Dolly Parton movies and specials, and he's also been big into philanthropy for many, many years. His wife Mary is an actress known for her roles in shows like Days of Our Lives and Seventh Heaven, and their daughter Mary Lane has also acted. But now, let's move on to Sam. So there are a lot of things out there about Sam Jr., and almost none of them are good. But let's read some of the comments. So first comes a comment from Reddit. This is not a confirmed source, so just, you know... Uh, take that with a grain of salt. But it reads, quote, I went to middle school and high school with him in Calabasas. In seventh grade, when I first met him, he was already a pathological liar with a blinking tick. He was always touching his privates over his pants in class and never got in trouble because his parents were mega donors to the school until he was kicked out for raping another student in junior year. We all knew he was bad news. Now, I don't know how credible this all is, but I'm from Calabasas too, which is a city neighborhood in LA. I had a personal theory that he was from there for numerous reasons, but based on a lot of other comments and a newsletter I read from uh, 2007 from the Calabasas school he attended, this is true. And I wouldn't be surprised if the rest is true as well, just based on other people's comments about him 
especially because I read another comment on a different Reddit post from a different user that said that he was forced to leave Viewpoint, which is the private school in Calabasas that he attended after raping a girl. So two different people said this. And it, it didn't seem like they got it from each other because one of them said Calabasas and the other said Viewpoint specifically. So it seems to me like these people actually did go to school with him. So another comment on this thread reads, quote, This dude ended up at New Roads High School in Santa Monica, another private school, and I only remember him being a strange-ass individual. So him being kicked out of school after these allegations came forward makes sense, but I couldn't find a record of them online. But it seems like he has been creepy and inappropriate for a very long time. So after high school, Sam Haskell Jr. went on to attend CSUN, again, California State University, Northridge in Los Angeles, to study cinema and television arts, and that's where he met May Lee, who was studying there at the same time. Now, another commenter on a different thread claimed to be his teacher there, saying, quote, He was a student of mine when I taught in the English department at CSUN. He had a crush on me and used to follow me around campus in a very creepy, stalker-like way. It made me so uncomfortable that I used to watch out for him, try to see him before he saw me, so I could walk quickly in the opposite direction and hide from him. A lot of strangers have also commented across different posts that he, quote, seemed gay. So someone commented that under this alleged teacher's post asking, quote, are you Asian? Are you a guy? He seems so gay to me. And the alleged teacher replied, quote, I'm a straight white female, 18 years his senior. So again, take this all with a grain of salt. Again, we can't confirm anything that they're saying is true at this time, but it does seem to match up with the facts that we have. Now, after graduating from CSUN in 2011, Sam went on to work in film, mostly with music videos, it seems, working as a camera operator, and then later, a video director for a company called Create Agency, which he's been doing since 2021. Now, for some reason, a few years ago, he started going by Samuel Basinger, maybe after his father's scandal, so this is what the About section reads in his LinkedIn page, or on his LinkedIn page. Quote, my name is Samuel Basinger. I direct fashion editorials and music videos. I'm passionate about collaborating with other creators. I started working in this industry in 2011. I feel fortunate to have met many amazing and talented people over the years. Since then, I created my pop culture slash fashion photo blog on Instagram, at Tragic Streets with a Z, uh, where I share all my passion projects and creative inspo. Let's connect. Thank you so much. And by the way, uh, Tragic Streets is a part of his company SB Group, which has an office in Encino, which is right next to Tarzana where he and his wife and kids have been living. Although he worked with artists like Machine Gun Kelly, Tyga, Brenda Song, Peyton List, etc., it doesn't seem like this venture was really bringing him very much money, because in recent years, those close to them claimed that May was the one that was paying for their home herself. But we are going to get into that here soon, along with what happened, but first we're gonna talk about Sam's TikTok. So his username is at Tragic Streets, again with a Z at the end, and his bio reads, quote, writer slash director, this is my comedy workshop. And the page is full of various videos since September, 2022, most of him talking while others are pretty videos of different cities that he's visited. So it kind of seems like, you know, he enjoyed making these videos, acting like, you know, a stereotypical LA fuckboy, where he would talk about random things, clearly thinking that he's funny, but um, he's definitely not a funny fell guy. Fell flat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fell flat. So here's a few of those TikToks just to give you guys some reference. Like my resume says unhappy, bitter, resentful, um, and like really good at ordering off the menu. On a scale from like one to Chris Pine, how unenthusiastic are you about Harry Styles' role in Olivia Wilde's movie? Yo, shouts out to fist bumping the sushi chef real quick at Nobu Malibu. Like letting everybody in the restaurant know, like you fools might be bae, but like I'm fam. Hey, what's up, you guys? Yo, real quick, I just want to say shouts out to the homies at Ushimitsu, holding me down since day one consistently. Follow them ASAP. Peace. You want to ask if I want a glass of wine? Like, ew, what? To the left, like, no, but also, like, kind of down. 
here's a sick idea for a writer's workshop a paul wesley thriller and the premise is paul has no idea whether or not the shit happening to him is real or not yo real quick what's good like what's up with brad pitt trying to like come for paul wesley's wife like even though they broke up but still like i don't even know like let me know in the comments peace yeah. Uh, so first of all, all I gotta say is that all of these videos are extremely fucking cringe. He's driving uh, in almost all of them too. Yeah, like and, all of his videos. And just that whole thing where he's just like, oh, shouts out to this person, shouts out to this yeah. person. It's like. Well, and in every video too, I mean, just to give you a visual for anybody who doesn't know what he looks like yet while you're listening to this, he has like long kind of golden hair that's in a ponytail. And he kind of looks like a less muscular Fabio. I, I like I literally, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I see where you're going with that. But he, he, like, it looks like he's like kind of like flare your nostrils and push out your lips. Like that is like what he a looks du- like. like a duck face almost. Yeah, like it looks like he, like ju- I'm only saying that to give you like a visual and like that's how he's talking is with this almost like straightened nose and like pushed out mouth to kind of put on this this other like it seems like he's trying to cosplay a douche but he's actually just a douche but he is the douche yeah yeah so definitely go check out those videos you'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about here i'm gonna do like a little compilation if you will where i'm just gonna put a few of them in a single video on our um instagram or in our social media but you can also just go to his tiktok and scroll i don't know it's not relevant like none of what he talks about is relevant and i think like he's like the bio is this is my comedy workshop like i think he's just trying to be funny but well it might be relevant in the way that there could be like these narcissistic tendencies or these like manipulative uh, tendencies you know that you can kind of feign from those videos yeah and just that that like general sense of just offness he definitely gives the ick indeed so May's uncle Yan Ching, who is her mother's brother, also lives in Los Angeles now and felt that May wanted to get his approval on Sam when he arrived to California. But when she introduced them, he didn't really know how to feel. Yan Ching says that he felt Sam Haskell Jr. was strange, reserved, and on the quieter side, but that he seemed like a good guy. Now, to be fair, they didn't speak often at all because May's uncle doesn't speak very much English. But from the encounters that they did have, her uncle was just not impressed by this guy and and just felt off about him. And speaking of her family, after May and Sam had three sons who are currently aged six, eight, and 12, her parents moved from China to Los Angeles to help raise their sons. And they were living at their home in Tarzana when this case occurred. Now, even though her mom had a stroke a few years ago, making it hard for her to walk, she still would help with cleaning and cooking and looking after the kids. And this actually seemed to be a point of contention for Sam because sources claim that he didn't have a good relationship with her parents. According to May's friend Jenny, quote, May said Sam was rude to them and ignored them, that they made him feel angry. They couldn't speak English, but he made no effort to interact with them. Now, the Haskell's home is a pretty central part of this story, so let's talk about it. In December of 2020, so just three years before this story occurs, for $1.7 million, the Haskell couple, well, it seems the home is under May's name alone, bought a six-bedroom, six-bathroom, 4,000-square-foot house featuring a massive pool and hot tub in their tree-covered backyard in Tarzana, California, which is located in the Valley of Los Angeles. And we'll discuss the neighbors in a bit, but the neighborhood is very nice and suburban with, you know, houses on either side and across the street. So it is not remote or secluded in any way. Like anything you do in the driveway could be seen by multiple houses and anything loud happening inside could probably be heard out on the street by anyone. And this is where May lived with her husband, Sam, as well as their three sons and May's parents, Yang Zheng and Gao Shan, where it seemed there was enough space for all of them to live this beautiful life together because it's in a perfect spot in the hills right under Mulholland Drive where you know you feel far removed from the bustling city life and this 
quaint, affluent suburbia, but in minutes you're at all the shops and restaurants on Ventura Boulevard and then can pop right onto the 101 freeway and go anywhere in LA. But it was in this house on that quiet, picture-perfect street that something horrific would happen. On November 7th, 2023, May's uncle, Yang Ching, realized that he hadn't heard from his sister, Yang Zheng, in a few days, and he started to get a bad feeling. Especially when he checked her WeChat profile, which is a Chinese instant messaging and social media app, and noticed that all of her photos and friends had been deleted. 10 years worth of posts, all suddenly gone. And it was one day later on November 8th that he would be told that his sister and brother-in-law were now missing and his niece was found murdered. Because that day on Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, at about 6 a.m., a homeless man was looking through some dumpster bins in the parking lot of a strip mall in Encino, searching for recyclable bottles and cans for refund, when he came across a large black trash bag. And in the trash bag was a woman's torso. So the police were called immediately to the scene where they assessed it, and luckily they have surveillance footage that they could review to help them piece together exactly what happened here. And this is the reason that we know about this case, because the day this happened, we got a notification from the Citizen app about it. For those who don't know, the Citizen app, and it's like a personal safety network that gives alerts in your area for crimes and safety issues, like anything from a downed power line to a break-in at someone's house to a car accident. And it tells you exactly where it happened, as well as any basic updates about it. And you can comment and talk to other people in the community and even record live video if you're at the scene. So Heath and I use this app all the time. We love this app. Yes, we do. But that morning on November 8th, because Heath and I live in the Valley, just a few miles away from where this happened, we got notified. And here is what it said. Human body parts found in plastic bag. And this was reported in the app a little bit later um, at 7.41 a.m. And within the report, it said, quote, a 911 caller has reported an unconfirmed incident at Rubio Ave and Ventura Boulevard. Then within that same minute, it reported, quote, police are responding to a situation at Rubio and Ventura. And then a few hours later, around noon, it updated, quote, Per a report from ABC7, human body parts were found in a plastic bag early Wednesday morning. The discovery was first reported to police around 6.15 a.m. when a 911 caller said a plastic bag filled with body parts was in a dumpster behind a strip mall. The circumstances of said discovery remain unclear at this time. So it was crazy. I like I sent this to my mom and in a group chat with my two best friends who live in the same area as us. And we were like, uh, this is so creepy. Yeah, because at first, you know, they didn't know who was responsible for this. So we're assuming that there is some sort of, you know, deranged killer that's out there just killing random people on the loose. Yeah. My mom know. was like, oh, I wonder if it's a, a like drug related or something like nobody knew. Sure. And so when we and we've never seen a notification like that. So it was really jarring. So then a few days later, when we saw on the news that someone was arrested for it, we were totally shocked because it happened so fast. Because that very same day, November 8th, that Wednesday, police had gathered enough evidence to arrest someone for the murder of this woman, whose torso exposed tattoos, helping identify her as 37-year-old May Lee Haskell. And due to numerous elements of hard investigative work, 35-year-old Sam Haskell Jr. was arrested for the crime. And that same day, police learned that both of May Lee's parents were endangered missing. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volix XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? 
It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So before we discuss the disappearances of Maylee's parents, let's talk about how Sam Haskell Jr. was caught so quickly. But let's go back and discuss witness statements and video footage and just lay it all out for you guys. So all three of the victims in this case, Maylee, Yang Zheng, and Gao Shen, were last seen on November 6th, though other reports claim that Maylee hadn't been seen since November 2nd. On Tuesday, November 2nd, a neighbor saw May loading her sons into the car to bring them to school, but took note that she seemed somber, while she was usually very upbeat and bubbly. And then, the night before May's partial remains were found in the Encino garbage, on Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, this same neighbor received some troubling information from her daughter. This neighbor, whose name is Elle, lives in one of those houses directly next to the Haskell home, and her daughter's room is on that far side facing the Haskells. And on that Tuesday night, at around 9pm, the daughter thought that she heard a child screaming, Help! Help! Hello! Coming from the direction of the Haskell home. Now, shortly after these screams, the daughter heard a car door slam and tires screeching as a car drove off. We want to note right now that the children are safe and currently in state custody, but it's unclear at this point if they witnessed or heard anything, and if these screams actually came from them or someone who just sounded like a child. But this is really interesting because hours before these screams were heard at 3.54 p.m., four day laborers arrived at the Haskell home to meet Sam about the pickup and disposal of three large black garbage bags that Sam said were full of rocks. Now there is video footage from a neighbor of this pickup happening. It's, it's distant, so you can see distantly that Sam is watching as the men carried the three large bags from his garage out to their truck. Within six minutes, the men drive off in their large truck until 15 minutes later when they return to Sam Haskell's home with the bags. The men claim that the bags didn't feel like they contained rocks in them, but instead, sorry for the next gruesome, very stomach-churning detail, that it felt like there was meat inside the bags and that they were soft and soggy and weighed around 50 pounds each. Now, obviously, to the trash workers, it matters what's inside because you might have to pay a different price and the trash is disposed of differently. Yeah, exactly. Like, Daphne and I have had, you know, junk removal from our house before. And, you know, we've had some extra bags that contain, like, regular kitchen trash, including food waste. And it does cost extra to haul away. Yeah, so... The men wondered what was inside these bags and were like, these don't feel like rocks, so are we being tricked? You know, they wanted to just see what was inside. So the men opened one of the bags and immediately saw the belly button area of a human torso. Fearing it was real, they drove right back to the Haskell's Tarzana home and returned the $500 cash that Sam had paid them, which, by the way, is a lot of money for just three garbage bags. Like, that's way more than it would cost, which is yeah. also suspicious. Seems like overpay there. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and they said that they didn't feel comfortable taking the bags away because of what they saw. So Sam allegedly told the men that inside the bags were actually just Halloween decorations because Halloween was one week earlier. But still, the men didn't feel comfortable, so they left the bags with Sam and went on their way again at 4.17 p.m. Left wondering what the hell was going on and if what they thought was in the bags was really in there. And because they had such a bad feeling, they went straight to the police with what they saw unbeknownst to Sam. 
And then just five minutes later, Sam drove off in his Tesla. So this is really interesting because, you know, Sam gives them this whole story that, yeah, it's Halloween decorations. But these men are so convinced that it's real. I mean, you can tell, I feel like you would be able to tell the difference between human flesh and silicone or something like that. Well, and they can feel the bags. Right. So they know it's like, it's not hard plastic. It felt soft, like they said, which is why they open them in the first place. And that's what they see. But I'm really glad that these men didn't just like wave it off and say, oh, you know, it's it's no big deal. Maybe it was fake. Like... They knew in their minds that this was real and they needed to report it. I know. And at first I was kind of bummed when I heard, I mean, still, it is still very unfortunate, but, you know, that they didn't call the police from where they were and say, hey, we just got this job from this guy and look what's inside these and let's open up the other ones and or you guys open up the other ones instead of returning them. Because luckily, if this homeless man didn't find that bag, that one bag in the Encino dumpster, they all, it would have just been Yeah, this would have been a very different story. Yeah, so, but that's what's, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the other two bags haven't been found, so it is unfortunate that they didn't call the police before returning them, but at least they called the police. Yeah, and I do understand maybe they were freaked out and they just really didn't know what to do in that moment. A yeah, lot they of didn't people, want to be a part of it. They're like, take sure, these back. exactly. And a lot of people, you know, don't really know what to do in situations like that, but... Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, scary. Again, at least they called the police. Now, it's unclear how many of these three bags Sam loaded into his Tesla, but we know that he loaded at least one of them Because at 4.45 p.m., so 23 minutes after leaving his house, there is surveillance footage of Sam having trouble unloading and hoisting a large black trash bag from the trunk of his Tesla into the very same dumpster that May's partial remains were found in. And remember earlier when we said that Sam's business's office was in Encino? Well, this dumpster is within the same block of his office, and this dumpster can actually be seen from his very office unit. Now, I checked how long it would take to do this trip from his house in Tarzana to the Encino parking lot on that day, leaving at the time that he did, and it would have taken between 14 and 22 minutes because it's about six miles or nine kilometers away. Now, typically it takes 14, so considering that he arrived 23 minutes after leaving his house, It makes you wonder if he drove there knowing exactly where he was going and it took 23 minutes, or if he stopped to think along the way, or if he stopped at a different dumpster before heading to the Encino one to drop a single bag off. Because the other two bags at this point, as Daphne mentioned, have not been accounted for. So that same day, police arrived at the Haskell home to question Sam about the trash bags that he had hired the day laborers to pick up. And although it's unclear at this time what he told them, they didn't have enough to investigate him further, so they had to leave. But they did show up that same day. They listened to these guys and they went to his house to see if they could get evidence that a crime had occurred. Right. So then, the next day, when May's partial remains were found, they went back to his home to serve a search warrant. And inside the Haskell home, investigators uncovered, quote, blood and other evidence consistent with death and dismemberment inside. And here's a direct quote from LAPD detective Efren Gutierrez about the home search. He said, quote, here in the house, once officers made entry, what was discovered was evidence of a crime, including some blood evidence and other items that I'm not going to provide at this point. And as of now, just over a month since all of this happened, This information is still not available as investigators aren't authorized to discuss a lot of it. But we did also read in another source that police found evidence of blood from multiple sources, leading them to believe that along with May, her 64-year-old mother Yang Zheng and 72-year-old stepfather Gao Shen are also deceased, though their remains and a clear image of what happened to them have not been uncovered either. Attempts to contact all three of them after these discoveries were made failed, and again, they hadn't been seen in days. Two vehicles from the home were initially determined as missing, which included a white Volkswagen Tiguan and a white 2014 Nissan Pathfinder, 
but they were recently discovered abandoned somewhere in the valley and are still being processed today for evidence. On the same day May's partial remains were found and the search warrant was served, which again was Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, 35-year-old Samuel Haskell Jr. was arrested on suspicions of murder in connection to the dismembered female torso at the Topanga Mall in Canoga Park, also in the valley, where police tracked him at 11.30 a.m. At that time, his children were at school, so we can assume that he took them there that morning. And what we do know about the kids is that at first they were taken into state custody. And then for a while they were with family. We're assuming Sam's family, but we're not sure. And we don't know where they are today. They're either with the state or with family, but they are all safe. And all that's been released about what Sam told police in his defense was that he was out of the house with his kids before the bags were found, maybe just trying to put himself elsewhere to prove that he couldn't have dropped the bag in the dumpster. But as we know, there is literal video footage of him doing so. After the news broke, people flooded to the media with information about the Haskells, some of which we have discussed in this episode already, but the neighbors had a fair amount to say. The Haskell's next-door neighbor, L, added, quote, Sam definitely had a fixation bordering on obsession for martial arts. There are also firearms and crossbows in their house. Their boys would tell my kids about the weapons, which always worried me, so much so that I wouldn't let my kids alone upstairs in their home. I know May didn't like having those things around the house, and she wanted him to get rid of them. He also had a samurai sword and a crossbow. I think he was a black belt and he would go to Japan to do martial arts. And obviously this is just interesting information to note, but since the autopsy of May's partial remains have not been released, we don't know what weapon or weapons were used for the murders, but considering there was blood found in the house, we can imagine one of them was. And then there's the question of how and why this happened in the first place. So it seemed that May was having various issues with Sam and had been wanting to divorce him for years leading up to her death. Elle continued, quote, Would I say they seem like a happy couple? No, but I definitely didn't expect anything like this. I never could have imagined what happened. May's uncle noted that although he didn't see May and Sam ever fight in front of him, that his sister, uh, May's mother, would sometimes vent to him about the fact that May was paying their mortgage all by herself, owning a consulting group to help foreign students apply to U.S. universities, and also having to work other jobs, and that Sam didn't offer to help at all, even after living in their Tarzana home for three years. Her friend Jenny, who described Sam as having, quote, the same creepy vibe as serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, shared with the media, quote, May first brought up divorce when I was getting one in 2019. I told her she could do it, but she just felt like she couldn't risk losing her boys, who again are 6, 8, and 12. She continued, quote, She was afraid that her husband would take away the kids with the help of his very rich and influential father. She felt trapped. She said it wasn't happening, that there was no way that she could get a divorce. Maybe she brought it up again, and then he snapped. Jenny also explained that May confided in her that Sam had been abusive towards her in the past, stating, quote, She told me that he had hurt her, that he had hit her. Also, in regards to Sam's violence and supposed obsession with weapons, his November 8th arrest wasn't the first time that he had been arrested, because back in December of 2008, Sam was arrested on two counts of assault with a deadly weapon, to which he pleaded no contest, meaning that he wasn't outwardly expressing guilt, but was waiving his right to a trial and accepting a conviction for those crimes. Yeah, and he was 20 years old at that time. Yes, and I know we're all curious about what exactly happened there, but that's about all there's available on that matter online, so we don't have that information. And despite his interest in weapons and what he's being accused of doing now, his ex-fitness trainer shared an Instagram DM from May 24th, 2023 between he and Sam, where Sam messaged him, quote, Hey, big bro, Forever Purge was a little different. Fools really be getting chopped up in Mexico for real. It's hard for me to enjoy a movie about it. I'm down with Purge 2 Anarchy. I still want to make a movie with you, bro. 
And the trainer also shared that during their sessions, they would often talk about horror movies because they both really enjoyed them. But yeah, Sam stated that he doesn't like gruesome horror movies, so that's kind of interesting. Elle and other neighbors highlighted the fact that Sam always seemed off, that he was never social like May was, quote, seemed weird, and just gave everyone a strange feeling when he was around. Some of them always thought that there was something, quote, wrong with him, but neighbors had great things to report about May, with one of them saying, quote, she was a very sweet, generous person, very social. She loved to throw parties. I'd say some of the best parties I've been to. She added, quote, you couldn't ask for a better neighbor. May was an amazing mom, an amazing person, and an amazing daughter to her parents. She would often drop off little gifts. She once dropped off two huge crates of strawberries. When my water heater gave out, she insisted that we come to her place to take a shower. Regarding May's parents, Elle said, quote, I know her parents, they lived here. They were often in the front yard. They actually had two chairs put out and they would sit there and wave. I couldn't communicate with them because they didn't speak English, but they were very warm, very sweet, very good with the kids. She even said the same about Sam's parents, stating, quote, I have met his parents many times. They're very friendly. They're from Mississippi. They could never miss a single birthday party. After his arrest, Sam was, and still is, being held at the nearby Van Nuys Jail on suicide watch. His arraignment was scheduled for Friday, December 9th, 2023, so just a few days before we're recording this episode, where he was supposed to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty regarding the three murder charges against him, but he didn't. He hired a new attorney, Los Angeles criminal lawyer Joseph Weimaritz, just two days before the arraignment, and the lawyer needed more time to review the details of the case before entering a plea. So it was pushed back to January 12th, which is exactly one month from when this episode is released. But during his time in the courtroom on Friday, the Velcro straps of his gown somehow came undone. So He's just standing there shirtless, essentially holding like a plastic bag with a small milk carton and snacks and his long hair in a low ponytail. And this is, I mean, it's just being so heavily talked about. Is that like shirtless Sam Haskell Jr.? Like everyone's talking about it, but I guess it just fell down. I mean, who the fuck really cares? I don't know. I'm only mentioning it because I'm trying to mention everything, but I guess it fell down and it's like huge news that he was shirtless in court, but it was just... A little error. So although he was initially being held on a $2 million bail, meaning a $200,000 bond would need to be paid before he could be released, his bail was recently removed altogether, which is a really smart idea because his family definitely could have posted this, but they didn't attempt to, and they have made no statements regarding his arrest yet. And that is everything that has been released thus far on the case, but It just makes you wonder how all of this unfolded. Like, clearly Sam had unknown issues against May's parents, and May and Sam's relationship wasn't in a good place and hadn't been for a long time, obviously with May feeling generally unsafe around Sam. But the fact that Sam is being accused of killing three people just begs the questions, how did this all begin? You know, who was killed first? Because killing three adults allegedly in the same home seems incredibly difficult to do. So some people are theorizing that Sam possibly killed May's parents first when they were alone in the house and that when May found out, he killed her as well. That's definitely a possibility, but you know, there's also the the possibility of poison and then the reason why they found, you know, blood evidence in the house is because of dismemberment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be There could be a lot of different things that happened here, but hopefully at some point we will get those details. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how all this happened with no neighbors hearing it actually happen, which makes you think that maybe a gun wasn't used, you know, and the kids not being around for it. You know, there's so many questions, but a few things we have to remember in the timeline is that 
um, Yang Ching, who is May's uncle and Yang Zhang's brother, hadn't heard from Yang Zhang in multiple days as of November 7th, and everything on her social media profile had been deleted. So did Sam kill them first and for whatever reason delete all of her posts in case maybe they included anything suspicious about him? But then we also have to remember as well that Sam was trying to dispose of multiple bags of remains on Tuesday, November 7th, meaning at least May had to have been deceased by that afternoon when the men came to pick up the bags. But a scream wasn't heard until later that night at 9 p.m. So was the scream from one of the kids? Like, did they see something? And are there bags of remains that haven't been accounted for that Sam was able to successfully dispose of? Yeah, a lot, a lot of massive questions here. Yeah. So also knowing that Sam had a Tesla and knowing that Teslas have a built-in tracking device, thankfully, hopefully police are utilizing it to figure out where Sam went in the days surrounding the murders and then match that up with available surveillance footage on his routes. But we will definitely be following any new information and come out with an additional episode if we learn a lot more, which hopefully... Sam will just confess so that the families can have clarity and seek justice to the fullest extent. If you have any information about the murders of Mei Li, Yang Zheng, and Gao Shan, please call the Los Angeles Police Department at everybody for listening to this episode of going west yes thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and on friday we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into sorry i know this this case was pretty gruesome it was really disturbing to research um but i mean just absolutely crazy that this happened so recently near us and and just that this happened at all it's a crazy story especially the fact that it still feels like there are so many questions yet it, like we don't see very often an arrest is made so fast like that was insane so many questions and you know very very little answers at this point in time but but we also know that police know a lot more than we do they found a lot of evidence that hopefully we will see presented at some point but again we will keep you guys updated thank you so much for tuning in make sure you check out our socials if you want to see photos from this case and yeah all right guys so for everybody out there in the world don't be a stranger 